Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Leading off, the only man whose musical tastes are as good as mine from Racing Nation on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. Let's bring in Eddie Lapine. Eddie, how are you? Hey, Jeff. Boy, what an introduction. I feel special. <laughs> yeah, both uh, me and Eddie, huge uh, Alice Cooper fans, so uh, you get you get high praise in my book, sir. Well, that's, that's good, Jeff. I'm happy to hear that. And there's, like you said, it's an action-packed show today. We got a lot of racing going on this weekend worldwide, actually, not only in Michigan with NASCAR. Yeah, absolutely, and we'll touch on the 24-hour of Le Mans in, in the next segment. Uh, the big news out of NASCAR uh, last week was uh, Ryan Blaney picking up the win, his the first win of his career, uh, racing in the you know the iconic Wood Brothers car gets the 99th win for the uh, for the Wood Brothers. The youth movement is alive and well in NASCAR, Eddie. Well, it definitely is. I mean, he's a great kid and. You know, I mean, I followed his father for a long time, and Dave, and it's it's really great to see him doing well, and it, it's just a bonus to have the Wood Brothers and uh, that iconic 21 car um, winning again and with another driver. And uh, it's with Kyle Larson also getting the pole this weekend at Michigan. It, the youth movement is definitely alive. Yeah, and I thought the win by Blaney. Now Austin Dillon, he picked up, uh, you know, the win a couple weeks ago, and it was his first win uh, for RCR and all that. I think to me, the Blaney win, he gets a lot more credit than Dillon. Dillon basically won uh, because of fuel mileage, and he was able to stretch it a couple extra laps longer than everybody else. Now Blaney, man, you know, he had to make an extra pit stop early in the race because he had a loose wheel. Uh, you know, obviously at, at Pocono, you're not going to lose a lap, but it definitely puts you in the back of the field. And then for him to race all the way back up and score the win, I thought was just huge. And I'm not usually a big fan of Pocono. A lot of, a lot of years, it just bores me to tears, but I'll tell you, you know, the, the race that Blaney had to take the lead, uh, the battle that he had with Kyle Busch was fantastic. And then for him to take the checkered flag when Kevin Harvick was all over his rear bumper, a.k.a. the closer, that that was exciting stuff last week. Oh, I mean, it, it definitely was. I mean, I totally agree with you. Pocono has never been one of those exciting races like Talladega or, you know, a lot of racetracks. But I'll tell you, the kid did an unbelievable job. I mean, holding off Harvick and you know, getting his first win. And and it's just like a lot of these guys, you know, get, building that confidence and, and and getting it in victory circle. And it just it just helps the whole team. It motivates the team uh, to, to really get another one. 
you know, so it's definitely exciting to see these youth uh, movement in the winter circle. Yeah, I agree. I think that, uh, you know, everybody wants to uh, put a fork in NASCAR with Gordon retiring and Tony Stewart and Carl Edwards and Dale Jr. And, you know, they just want to write NASCAR off. But there are so many young stars. You know, we talked about Austin Dillon, obviously Blaney. Kyle Larson has a win. He's, you know, finished second in 97 races so far this season. Uh, He has the pole this week. You know, it. Uh, there's a lot of up-and-comers. Eric Jones is another one that week in, week out, the kid is fast. And, uh, you know, it's it, it, it bodes well for the future of NASCAR. Now, some news coming out of, uh, out of Michigan this morning as far as the Cup Series. Jimmy Johnson during practice uh, spins, goes sliding through the uh, grass. He's going to have to start from the rear because he's going to a backup car. Uh, he renews his contract with Lowe's. So he's uh, a little good, a little bad for Jimmy Johnson. Well, yeah, he renewed his contract with Mr. Hendricks for three years, and Lowe's is going to back him until 2018, which is that's been really a long-standing uh, sponsorship deal, one of the longest in racing. And, uh, you know, Jimmy will be fine. I mean, He'll come up through the field. Definitely, he'll be a contender at the end of the race tomorrow. Yeah, he was third in uh, in practice this morning as far as speed before the spin. Uh, Martin Truex, he paced morning practice. Kyle Busch was second. Jimmy Johnson third. Blaney fourth. And Kevin Harvick rounds out the top five in uh, in practice speeds. Now, you know, we talked about the, the youth movement, uh, kind of a changing of the guard, uh, you know, in NASCAR. Eddie, who do you think could be the next takeover for uh, Dale Jr. as the next face in NASCAR? I mean, there's just so many uh, new and upcoming drivers. I mean, you know, we didn't even talk about Eric Jones, um, who will be, you know, have a shot at winning tomorrow. Uh, There's so many different new uh, drivers with the youth movement. Uh, Bubba Wallace is another one that's, you know, going to show something down the road. Uh, it's really hard to say. I, I think it's going to really be hard to uh, replace Dale Jr. just because he had just a fo- uh, incredible following uh, in racing, uh, starting with his father. And uh, I think it's really going to be some big shoes to fill. But, uh, you know, missing Dale Jr., it's, it's going to be a, a big deal with NASCAR. Yeah, I agree. I'm, I'm kind of rooting for, for Kyle Larson. I think that um, not only can he bring in uh, young fans, be, you know, because he's a young kid, because, uh, you know, he's multicultural and all that, and he's obviously fast, and the, the kid is competitive on every track. My problem with Larson is that he's just not that interesting. You know, he seems kind of plain, kind of, you know, he's he's not all that exciting. Well, and I think that's the problem that we're seeing with NASCAR in the last couple of years with, you know, colorful people like Tony Stewart and Jeff Gordon and Dale Jr. I mean, with these guys retiring, even Carl Edwards with the backflip, you know, there's there's certain things, and a lot of these new guys are just more – I want to say textbook 
Yeah. I mean, they're brought up, they're, they're educated through being, through the PR people. And it, it's really tough to have them get out of the box with their personality. And they're, I, I want to say, I don't know if this is the best term, analogy to use, but cookie cutter is probably the best thing to say about what you're seeing with the new drivers. It, they're all textbook PR people, and yeah. they're promoting a product, and, and that's what you're seeing. And they, they're not getting out of the box like your Tony Stewart. And, and, and that's really damaging to the sport, to have those kind of characters involved in the sport and you know i mean everybody misses that and it's going to be hard to say what direction and and how it's going to transition with the new drivers and how their personalities are going to come out of the box next year or in the next few years yeah yeah hopefully when they get a, a couple seasons behind them a little more experience and you know, get a little more comfortable in their skin. Hopefully one of those guys will, you know, be the next uh, Clint Boyer, you know, like as a, a jokester, happy-go-lucky guy, next Truex who's, you know, through and through a, a very good dude that everybody roots for, or or even, you know, the next Brad Keselowski or uh, Kyle Busch, you know, kind of a villain type. So hopefully, you know, they, they develop kind of, kind of their voice as they get a couple years uh, into uh, their career. Well, exactly. And like you mentioned, Brad Kazalowski, when he came in, he was kind of a quiet, shy guy in the beginning. And, you know, it just transitioned after a couple of years. He came out of the box and, you know, now he's a villain. And, you know, it, and that's what you need because that's what the people are going to talk about on Monday when, when they watch a race. You know, whether you like it or not, people tune in to the fights. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. You know, I mean, that's just part of racing and the personalities and the aggression that takes place on the track. And that's what people are going to talk about on Monday when that does happen. Yeah. And hopefully, like I said, hopefully one of those young guys, Dylan or Blaney, Larson, Jones, uh, Bubba Wallace, hopefully one of them, you know, I, you got five of them, so hopefully one of them goes villain, and uh, and at least a couple of them go good guy. But uh, but yeah, that'll be interesting to see. We got to take a quick break. Uh, Eddie Lapine is going to stick with us for the next segment. We're going to get into uh, the twenty four hour race at Le Mans and uh, to preview a little Road America that's coming up uh, next weekend at uh, Road America, <laughs> the IndyCar Series. So we'll be right back on the final inspection show here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Welcome back to the final inspection show here on 105.7 FM, The Fan. Jeff Orlowski, we got Anthony Mandela pushing all the right buttons. Anthony, filling in for me today. Thank you, sir. My pleasure. I love you like a brother, but I'm hoping you make a couple mistakes so they don't uh, replace me with you. <laughs> uh, joining us again on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline, Mr. Eddie Lapine. Uh, Eddie, one more thing with NASCAR here. I forgot to grab your pick for tomorrow's race at Michigan. Uh, I'm going to go with Larson. I, I, he's, I think he's the guy. All right, Larson from the pole. I'll take Clint Boyer. He starts third. I think he's due. 
for a win. I think uh, Stuart Haas in general, you know, they win the Daytona 500 right off the bat. Everybody thinks they're going to have a dominating season, and they haven't sniffed victory lane since. So it's uh, been kind of disappointing. Now, all right, Eddie, we've got uh, the 24-hour of Le Mans going on right now. What uh, What's the latest going on out there? Well, I mean, it's four hours into the race, so a long way to go, 20 hours to go. And uh, Toyota, if if our fans have remembered last year, they lost that heartbreaking uh, finish after 23 hours and 50 minutes uh, they lost the race on the last lap when they broke, and they're leading right now in Porsche's second. And it's a, you know it's a long way to go. Porsche's had some problems with her second car, and Toyota brought three cars this year, so they really want to win. So you, you got to go with Toyota as a favorite. We also have a lot of Americans racing over there. Uh, we just posted a story on Racing Nation about uh, the Taylor boys and their racing. One of them's racing in the factory Corvette, and they're sixth place right now. So, and actually, Tony Kanan replaced Sebastian Bourdais in the Ford Chip Ganassi Ford GT, and he's doing his first Lamar Tony Kanan, and he'll be at Road America next week for the IndyCar race. Yeah, Tony, always a fan favorite. Now, I think the big story out there is how much faster they're going this year than in in the past years. Can you explain, like, Toyota's going five seconds uh, faster a lap than they were last year. Why why the dramatic increase in speed? Well, like everybody says in racing, they're going to make them go slower the next year to make it safer. And they've reduced the energy and fuel consumption 20% this year for those cars. And somehow the, the engineers always find a way to go faster and they actually shattered the record by almost five seconds for qualifying. Now race times are, it's just totally different. The car, you know, they're heavy on fuel and they're going for 24 hours so they're just going out to set a pace and basically i think the strategy with toyota having three cars is basically putting one car out there like it's the tortoise and the hare type of thing okay and and that's basically but in the gt class where most of the fans are very familiar with those cars um, because they're street cars, they're very close. I mean, I'm telling you, for 23 hours, you're going to see this race unfold. You're going to see different leaders. And because of just the conditions, you know, with the heat and running all night, it, it, there's just so many variables. It's really going to be hard to uh, make a prediction with that class it's so close in times yeah i love it when they have huge sporting events uh over in europe because you know i woke up this morning turn on the tv and there is the 24 hour of Le Mans. you know you're just watching uh fantastic huge events first thing in the morning like when the when the british open uh, is on in golf you know 
there's nothing better than waking up on a on a weekend morning and uh, and turning on fantastic sporting events. Now, what about the Taylor boys? How how are they hanging in so far? Well, uh, Jordan's driving the Corvette, and they're in sixth place right now. But you know, like I said, it's a long way to go, and they're all right there. I mean, there's you know, as they make pit stops, there's lots of changing positions. So I think it's just going to be one of these things when you wake up tomorrow morning and turn it on, when there's three hours left, you can start looking and seeing how it's unfolding. And, you know, then you can maybe make a prediction because if you, you know, there's going to be some attrition, especially this year, usually every year it rains. And this year, it doesn't look like it's going to rain. And the heat is extremely, it's extremely hot there this year. So um, it's going to play a real factor. And we've already seen it unfold in, in four hours with some problems with brake issues in the, in the number two Porsche. Yeah. Yeah, well, we'll keep, uh, we'll stay tuned to that. Now, obviously, next weekend, June 22nd through the 25th, the Verizon IndyCar Series invades Road America for the Kohler Grand Prix and Pirelli World Challenge. Uh, I can't wait for that, uh, Eddie. How about you, man? Well, after talking to you the other day, I never knew you were there. You've never been there. So I'm always looking forward to coming to Road America, coming home at, and – and that track just means so much to me uh, growing up. So I love coming there last year. It, it was incredible to see 100,000 people there for that race and to have the Indy cars come back to Road America. It, it was definitely uh, a great event. And they always do a great job at Road America. And George uh, will probably not let us down this year again and i think the camping is probably sold out already and it's going to be a great event it really is looking forward to it yeah i can't wait my like you said it'll be my first time out there and uh and i am excited i cannot wait to see uh see the indy cars roll on and and tackle uh road america so let's get into your way too early road america prediction my early road america well and i i will tell you mario andretti will be there driving the two-seater and to to a lot of the fans that's one reason to come to the race and uh i I gotta i'm gonna go with uh and that's really tough it's too early jeff i know know. (laughs) it's really too early i you know, because Road America becomes a fuel mileage race, and there's just it, – it's an exciting race. I'll give and you a prediction, just, Eddie. I predict – make the first? I predict that me and you are going to share a couple beers. That's yeah, my prediction. I, well, that's a good prediction. <laughs> uh, and don't forget the bratwurst. Well, <laughs> that, that goes without saying Oh, all right. Well, uh, I want to thanks, thank you for joining us, Eddie, and uh, I look forward to seeing you next weekend out at Road America, June 22nd through the 25th Verizon IndyCar Series. Uh, 
the Kohler Grand Prix Pirelli World Championship uh, at Road America. Cannot wait. Thanks for joining the show, Eddie. And check out all his yeah. stuff at Racing Nation. Yeah, definitely go to Racing Nation and check Jack Webster and Eddie Lapine's uh, stories we posted. And we will definitely have a recap with Lamar this weekend. So we look forward to being at Road America next week. And we look forward to getting together with you, Jeff, and having a beer. Sounds great. Thanks, Eddie. We'll, we'll see you next weekend, buddy. Thanks. All right. Eddie Lapine joined us on the Great Midwest Bank Hotline. When you're ready to get into or back into the housing market, look no further than Great Midwest Bank. Visit greatmidwestbank.com to take the next step towards your new home. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance, too, with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.